0: Interspecies <laughs> romance. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Sophia. I'm Michelle and you're listening to Let's, Let's Talk! Talk. This is a podcast where we rant about
1: K-dramas because we watch so much of it and have so much to say. If you also like hunting for K-drama discussions, reviews and recaps after every episode, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Let's Talk. Today, we'll be talking about another show called Tale of the Ninetale.
0: Yes, this show is actually not new, right? Uh, it aired in Korea, I think, in winter, mm-hmm. end of last year. Mm-hmm. But it's only gone on to Netflix this year. Mm. So we started to watch it only recently and
1: decided to talk about it. Yeah. So can you tell our listeners what the show is about?
0: Mm. So... Tale of Nine-Tailed, it's about a nine-tailed fox, so that's what 9 tail refers to, who is uh, also a deity of a mountain. He became a deity after, like, living for a thousand years, um, who fell in love with a human 600 years ago and has been waiting for her reincarnation now, mm-hmm. but no longer a deity and is serving a punishment in modern-day Korea, where he
1: has to subdue evil mm-hmm. beings on the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a fresh concept, right? Never been done before, ever, <laughs> in K-Drama World. Never,
0: so fresh. <laughs> Actually, there's been so many dramas about kumihoes, especially between like 2010 and 2014, I felt like there were so many. Um, and Lee Seung Gi alone yeah. was already in two of them. <laughs> uh, clearly, I watched both. True, my girlfriend is a kumiho. Yes, yeah. and then the cool family book also. But one, in one, he's a uh. human, and in the other, he's the kumiho. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so okay enough about Lee Sungi because he's not a point here <laughs> uh, what I thought was quite interesting is because um, I was trying to think about how to describe the show uh, in a synopsis mm-hmm. and I went to my drama list and then uh, you know how on my drama list there's a text section where they categorize uh-huh. all the different dramas so this one has yeah. the text of nine-tailed fox reincarnation supernatural like mm-hmm. okay okay Death of Lover, hardworking female lead. And then there's one tag that says Interspecies Romance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Like okay. (laughs) It doesn't sound romantic at all. Oh my god, it sounds very weird. (laughs) Let me click on it and see like what other dramas fall under interspecies romance. Oh. Okay, actually that's gonna be like the the mermaid one. Hmm? Yes, yes, the legend of the blue sea. Yeah, Yeah, that's the moment. That's one, that's the moment one. And then there's also You Who Came from the Stars with the alien. (laughs) (laughs) Goblin also fell in that category. So, okay, lah. True, true. Okay, I guess there's a lot of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, like the text described is a supernatural fantasy drama. Which I, uh, to be honest, wasn't in the mood for yet because there were there has been quite a lot of it. I've been watching Uncanny Counter, I've been watching Mystic Pop Up Bar, mm. like you know, all these tend to be on Netflix a lot. So I just wasn't in the mood for another one. Uh, when it showed up, mm. but I saw that Lee mm-hmm. Wook was the main lead, so. I felt, mm. I, yeah,
1: I, I went. I decided to watch it
0: <laughs> just for him because mm-hmm. I really like him.
1: Yeah, same for me. I really like Lee I liked him since my girl era, which was like in the early two thousands, I believe, a long time ago, oh, wow. like the beginning of K It That's really
0: long, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then one thing I noticed is Lido Dongwook looks really sick here. I have no idea why. Like, something about his eyes, maybe, I don't know, or the makeup. He just doesn't look as, um, you know. His cheeks looks a bit sunken for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Something I noticed about Lido this time around as well is that his acting was a little bit repetitive in this drama. Like, he kept using this raising one eyebrow thing to seem very charming or, like, creepy whenever he was responding to certain pieces of information Mm. and it was okay for the first few times but after that it became like very boring
0: it's a bit cringe yeah i must say it was a bit cringe -er. i was cringing at it especially after he did it a few times like okay yeah
1: (laughs) at some parts it kind of looks like he was like sick of the script writing or something (laughs) (laughs) like he cannot be bothered i don't even notice it some parts i think wasn't done well... Not as well as Goblin, for example, mm. which I think is his... It's a fairly recent drama of his as well, mm. where he's seemed a bit more engaged, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, it could have been the director who asked him to do that.
0: <laughs> or it could be mm-hmm. his own
1: end mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps. I like Jia's actress as well. I rarely see her around. I think her her real name is Jo Po Ai, is it? But yeah, I... I I rarely see her around, but she's super pretty. That was my first my first impressions when I saw when I saw her, I was like, oh she's so pretty. Mm. She has a very classic Korean look, very big eyes, mm. you know, V-shaped chin, super pretty. And a bit of the eye back. Yes, egyo sao. And Lee Rang's actor, I think he's Kim Bomb. Mm. I haven't seen him since forever. I think the last time I saw him in the drama was Boys Over Flowers. Which is so so long ago. Oh, he was in Boys World Flowers. Yeah. He was the second lead. So he's one of F4. He's one of F4 and he had a love line with the with the second female lead.
0: Oh, okay. I must say I've actually never seen him before. So Tale of the Ninetale <laughs> is my first time seeing him. But I recently started watching Law School, which is also on Netflix, and he's in that. So I got quite excited seeing him. Mm-hmm. Mm. So given all of these things, like how excited were you to continue watching at the beginning of the show?
1: I thought the first episode for me was about 8 out of 10. Mm. I really liked the premise about uh, all of the Korean folklore. Mm. And I was obviously excited for Lin Dong and, and uh, Chia's actress. Mm. Can't remember the name. Mm. How about you? Same. I think it's an 8 out of a 10 for me in
0: terms of wanting to continue it. I really enjoyed the first episode and had a lot of high hopes because it was actually a very exciting first episode. I actually went back to scroll through it again Mm -hmm. and I realised that by the time she fell off the building for him to catch her, that was only the end Mm -hmm. of episode one. And in that one episode, every single character with any significance at all, other than Imugi and his human mm-hmm. servant, had made an appearance. Mm-hmm. So you already got a preview of everyone and you are just you already started mm-hmm. becoming very curious about what their role in this is, who are they, what's their backstory. So yeah, I must say, I, was yeah. very, I, I really had high hopes for this. That's true. It was kind of an action-packed beginning. Mm, yeah, and I think... Um, Interestingly, I thought when, during that first episode, when we first got introduced to Yidang, he was kind of the villain, portrayed as the villain. Um, and I was just like, oh, okay, he's the villain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I must say, uh, he had quite a character arc. Cause by the end of the drama, he really won my heart over. Um, we talked about Hyung syndrome a lot in our last two episodes <laughs> when we were going through Vincenzo. But yeah, so so yeah. this came through, came across my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, Yirang actually has also is another one of a Hyung syndrome, and living in a misunderstanding for freaking 600 years that his brother really wanted him dead uh, <laughs> um, yeah and like I guess by the end of the show we realised that uh, to, at least in my books I felt like a lot of the characters did have great character development and Yirang had, really had the best one because you know, he matured mm. he learned something he found his family mm. um, he mm. you know t- started taking care of others his interactions with the Russian fox lady and Kumdong, mm. the little boy who was yeah. actually his yeah. uh, puppy from the past life who who he lost at the forest yeah. fire oh my god those were so precious yeah. and then that was plot
1: twist of the year for me yeah. oh my god <laughs> of the year. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and like, he really managed to build a little family for himself by the end of the drama. Even though, you know, he didn't really have parents. The only person he had in his life was his older brother. Oh, but yeah. And, and that's why I think he had that complex and he was really just mm. always wanting to win Leon's favour and, you know, became really... Yeah. Uh, uh, he held a, a really big grudge uh, over their misunderstanding. But, you know, at the end of it, he just manage to see beyond all of these things and, and treasure the relationships that he has along the way.
1: So, yeah, yeah. that
0: was so cute.
1: I was expecting Liran to have something like a love line with the Russian fox lady. Mm. So I think it's a, it's a very pleasant surprise when they made them into a family without building a romance and the romance was more between... The Russian fox lady and the vet, which I thought was really cute as well. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a good overall. It's a good overall twist to something that could have become a cliche. Yes, it was quite unexpected, right?
0: Like somehow the love line mm. in his family, he's mm. not in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they really just adopted him as part of the family anyway.
1: Speaking of rung and and relationships, I thought his relationship with his brother could have been better, cause it was it was dragged quite pointlessly. Like, it's really long. It was like 600 plus years where he thought his brother wanted him dead. Mm. Like, how can you have that misunderstanding for so long? Couldn't they have found a single moment, like, doing all of his revenge plots for e- Leon to tell him about it? You know? But it, it, it took, like, a... Like, a veggie juice lady. <laughs> green, yeah, the green juice lady. <laughs> yeah, it took a green juice lady for Irang for to find out that Eon has always cared for him. It's a, it's a very noble idiot type of character twist where this person just decides that I'm gonna be, like, I'm gonna be told information for, from you because, like, you know, I actually have the best intentions for you, but I don't wanna tell you because, you know, I'm like very noble, but you're a noble idiot, that's what you are. <laughs> so it felt a little bit like that.
0: <laughs> noble idiot, I've actually never heard anyone use that term, but it is very
1: apt to describe what just happened between the two of them. Yeah, it's very commonly used I think in drama recaps, I've seen it a lot. Especially when it's it's always, it's frequently used when it comes to like main characters sacrificing themselves for like the female lead but not wanting to tell them, mm. you know because I want to be very noble and I'm sacrificing myself for you and I can't believe I don't tell you because otherwise that doesn't make for any drama, right? So these two felt a bit like that where Leon was secretly protecting him but he didn't want to tell him. Mm. He wants him to find out himself or whatever. Mm. So, noble
0: idiot. Happens so much in Korean dramas. I'm glad I have a phrase to use on them Mm.
1: now. (laughs) How about you, Soph? Was there any characters or character development that was disappointing to you?
0: Mm, I really liked the actor who portrayed Imugi. Um, so I kind of wish they gave mm-hmm. him a bit more depth because he was just like a evil character. And to be honest, I didn't really quite understand the whole like physical manifestation of Imugi in Terry, the young guy. And mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. I guess, the evil half of him that exists inside Chia. So I didn't really understand that. Mm.
1: Yeah, I also wish they gave him a bit more redeeming points. He had quite a sad backstory during the very creepy date that he forced GR on in that tower with a nice view. He was explaining the story of Imugi, right? And that was actually really sad. So it felt like they could have built on that a little bit more, made him more compelling, Mm. instead of making him a one-dimensional evil character. Mm, Like, I almost felt uh, compassion for him,
0: but I don't think the drama... uh, pushed me over the line (laughs) to really be on his side. (laughs) Oh, and I initially really liked Jia at the beginning of the drama, especially in the first episode, because Mm. she came across as a strong-headed and fearless lady who was willing to challenge someone with supposed superpower. Like, um, Mm -hmm. you don't do that kind of thing. Yeah, like he yeah, might yeah. kill you uh, yeah. it turns out that Leon is her past lover but who knows right not every supernatural being is your past lover and they can just kill you in one snap yeah. <laughs> so um, but she managed to outsmart him like with the cameras and everything because she doesn't know it right her memories get erased even mm. when she finds out something but she managed to set up cameras do a setup to lure them in and to find out the truth so I was like mm. wow okay I'm pretty impressed slow mm-hmm. clap <laughs> gotta give it to her <laughs> um, and I was quite interested to see like how the dynamics will play out between like a supernatural deity uh, -deity ex-deity versus a smart human Mm. but I got quite disappointed as the drama progressed because I felt she just slowly descended into (laughs) a mere human that was helpless and couldn't really do anything in the realm of the supernatural beings yeah Um, so that just was very disappointing
1: yeah, totally agree. She became a classic damsel in distress very quickly and it feels like this is not the only drama where this has happened. I felt felt it a little bit with Vincenzo as well, where mm. I was anticipating uh the female lead, but then eventually it's just the male lead that saves the day. Mm. True. Yeah, the other the other part that was very disappointing to me about Tia is that her and Leon's Love lines was one of the most disappointing love lines I see in K drama. Like they had chemistry probably in the beginning, but after that it became so toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, they were they were sacrificing all of human race just for their love, which is super selfish, especially for Leon who used to be you know considered a god and and things like that. So I found some really funny quotes from. From Reddit describing this, that I agree 100%. One of them says, haha, they are so toxic that Imugi isn't really needed.
0: (laughs) True, self destruction.
1: Another quote on Reddit says, Yirang and Eon had more chemistry in a scene that took place entirely on PPL phones (laughs) than when Jia was actually sitting in his (laughs) lap.
0: Yeah, even the love line between the vet and the Russian fox was also much more adorable. Like, every time they are together, it's just so sweet. Like, you can see the development. Like, she was not a big Mm -hmm. fan of him in the beginning. She's just very wary of him. But over time, like, she just warmed up to him, her eyes melted, and, you know, the two started relying on each other a lot and caring for each other a lot. So cute. Winning love line. Mm.
1: So, uh, what do you think of the ending, Michelle? To quote, another person already. I swear this is this Reddit track is one of the funniest ones because everyone is shitting on the show so much so to quote uh, another Redditor they said what a shit ending Yon was twirling like a kebab in the water for like 5 minutes and then everyone was crying for like 40% of the episode like a kebab <laughs> I cannot the kebab image
0: is so yeah, funny. I must say I was so confused by that scene though, because the two of them jumped into it and and Ion supposedly sacrificed himself, but Ipogi just disintegrated like he should. And then Yon continued to float on in that <laughs> water in the middle of nowhere. And so that was still confusing. Yeah. And I guess after that then we realized what actually went on because he didn't actually die. And he was supposed to be reincarnated with a new life because thanks to Iran's sacrifice, uh, he wanted his older brother mm. to be reincarnated. But his older brother came back as himself. Mm. Since when you get reincarnated as yourself <laughs> at the same yeah. age in your life? And status quo. So only then I realised, oh, okay, because um, that last scene where he took his umbrella and he went out and they had some mission to do with some supernatural evil beings as he did before so it looks like mm. I think they reinstated him into his old job but he was yeah. meant to keep it a secret
1: but that's such a plot armour though I hate it this character literally has plot armour nothing bad is gonna happen to him no matter mm. what he's still gonna come back and reincarnated as the same same face same age same fox or whatever and it, it felt that way throughout the whole drama where you know people are gonna bend over backwards to accommodate Tia and Yon's mediocre (laughs) love story. (laughs) And just sacrifice the whole city to a plague. So the whole city succumbed to a plague just just to satisfy their mediocre (sighs) love story. Plot armor. Oh my god. Yeah. At what cost? All of these things that he gets, at what cost, man? The cost of a lot of lives, including Irang's life, which is honestly just very tragic. I'd rather Irang be more happy than the leads, to be honest. Because it's just very standard K-drama trope that, you know, the male leads will overcome all difficulties. Yeah, and he's not even the
0: one overcoming it. It's just everyone giving him a free pass. Like, I I mean, exactly. I kind of like Yon for what he is. I mean, not the best, but I mean, he's okay. He's likable, but he died. Okay, that was sad. Mm. But let's just leave it as that because, I mean, his death was a sacrifice as it's meant to be, and it did bring about a lot of good. His younger brother has a family now, and Jia is living Mm, her human human life, which is great. She didn't die, so that's good. So why do you need to change anything?
1: Were there any memorable themes, though, that came up throughout the drama? Yeah, I did enjoy a lot of the folklore, and there were some scenes that really stuck with me or gave me goosebumps. I think the the scene in the beginning where Tia was was a little girl, she got into an accident, and then she woke up, and and it seems like everything was okay. But then she saw the little toy and there was blood on it. Oh my god, I got such goosebumps. When I realised, oh my goodness, those are fake parents. It's so scary. And then she was smart enough to know it. So she asked a question to her mom about almond cakes, right? But she's allergic to to nuts. Mm. That is such a goosebumps-inducing film. It's like what nightmares (laughs) are made of. I think the moment when you see the hint that it's fake you know, goosebumps. Mm. And a similar scene also was when Tia came back from the funeral and she was being haunted by the little kids. Mm. And then her colleague, oh. her junior, found her and then brought her home. And then, oh my goodness, and then in the house, and when he was saying those might be ghosts because they were wearing different coloured mm. shoes, because ghosts tend to imitate uh, humans wrongly. Mm. And then he was reading off a book, and then Tia went like, but... I've been wondering for a while now, why are you holding the book upside down? (laughs) And I was like, oh my my god. God." I'm pretty sure I shouted when I saw that because I'm super scared of supernatural Mm. and ghost ghost films. So this one was super... It was it was so creepy yeah. to me, but it was so good. I really loved these parts of the show, like these little side stories mm. of ghosts and, and all of that. I thought those were actually very memorable. Mm, true. To be honest,
0: the dismal second half of the show had overshadowed all these uh, great parts of the beginning for me. Like but now that you're mentioning mm-hmm. those were really good. It was legit creepy and I mean that was what I liked about yeah. GL. So like since as a kid she was able to face these kind of situations with a lot of calm and composure mm. and outsmart whatever super true natural beings that was trying to harm her so True. really take my hats off her yeah. but yeah I mean why didn't this continue through the end of the drama that is so annoying yeah so unfortunate yeah. Though, right? yeah you're right these were really great scenes what about you what were the memorable themes for you well I think the theme of Korean folklore I mean the fact that the whole drama is about the 9 tail fox that was an obvious one but there were a lot of that I wasn't familiar mm-hmm. with before such as mm-hmm. the snail bride, so the lady mm-hmm. of the restaurant. Um, there was mm-hmm. a whole story about how she married her farmer husband and cooks a lot of food. Yep. Um, and then there's also the goddess lady, mm-hmm. supposedly known as Thaluipa, as mm-hmm. well as like the Samtouchon, the river to the afterlife. We've heard about that a bit, but um, this is a very refreshing <laughs> gatekeeper of the Samtocon, uh with yeah. her old computer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's interesting yeah. And then there's also Like the green juice lady That we talked about Apparently yeah. She's also supposed to be A version of a A, a character from Korean folklore Called Dook <laughs> Shinin
1: Okay I'm pretty sure I butchered it But uh, yeah. <laughs> She was an interesting one I think she created Very Memorable Creepy scenarios For our main mm. leads And was a good plot progression as well Yeah, after she created those nightmares. Yeah, going deep into their consciousness and just like recreating it. Yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah, I really I really enjoy the general theme of, you know, is this a fantasy? Are, are these people real or fake? And Jia also gradually getting, you know, sucked into that dream. Mm-hmm. That's quite cool.
0: It's, it's quite interesting for me just being a non-Korean also because... Growing mm. up, watching Chinese dramas, there's a lot of these things, that Chinese mm. folklore like that you hear about Ne cha and like Lang Chi and all of, that, mm. all of these things. Um, so mm. it's just kind of interesting to see like what the kind of folk laws in Korean culture are. And you find that some of them are actually very similar to Chinese ones, but there are also some very different
1: ones also. So it's just, yeah, very interesting to me. Another central theme to this drama is obviously the love story. Mm. Mediocre love story that spans over thousands of years. I like how you have to say mediocre love story every time you say love story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been done a lot in K-dramas. We've seen a lot of these dramas, especially recently with Goblin, Hotel de Luna, etc. Mm. I have mixed feelings about it because if it's done really in a classy way, it can be really romantic but it's also very easy to screw up. It's very easy for it to become draggy. Mm. So, I felt like Nine Tail Fox. Nine Tail Fox. Yep. Tale of the Nine Tail started out classy and romantic, but after that became quite draggy. Maybe because I wasn't feeling mm. the chemistry. As I as I was thinking about Hotel de Luna, Hotel de Luna felt a bit more, a bit better than this because our main female lead moved on to a new lover, mm. which is it makes more sense whereas our male male lead didn't, I find it quite hard to believe that you don't meet anybody in your 1,000 years. And your first love that happened thousands of years ago probably happened in the span of max five years. Okay, fine. For for him, for Leon, it's, it's from kid all the way to grow up. So maybe it's like, 20 years mm. but it's 20 years of 1000 years I find it really hard to believe that <laughs> you don't meet anyone in between I know they're trying to be romantic with like you know foxes made for life and blah 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 but oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. not not buying it <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: yeah the foxes being really loyal and all of that right
1: also being in relationship with minors <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah Goblin was like that also actually Hota Da was like that because she met him when he was young as a boy so all of them oh. Yeah, you do remember? So it's all they all met the the potential lovers as kids. And then they grew up and then yeah, so it's a bit it's a bit iffy. <laughs>
0: that is a good point oh my god I just I never realised this pattern like what are the writers (laughs) thinking is it that because such these supernatural beings have such extended lifespan that if they only have a romance for five years it doesn't seem significant enough so they have to drag it as long as possible within a human lifespan and so they were like okay we gotta start them young guys
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh no Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I noticed it's a thing also with K dramas, they love to do like childhood romances, uh. you know? Like if, if there's a love line between these main characters, we suddenly flash back 20 years ago <laughs> with this insignificant scene of like this this girl fell down and the boy was like, oh let me help you, and then they he helped <laughs> her up and then they they just forever remember that scene and then later, years later, they'll be like, oh my god, actually you were in my childhood. I was like, what? What
0: is that? <laughs> okay, you, your example is a bit of an oversimplification of, like, helping a girl who falls down. But, like, okay, I personally, um, I must admit, I kind of dig childhood romances. Um, so, yeah. when it comes to, like, proper same-age childhood romance, like, I, I kind of dig that. But, mm. yeah, not this mm. um,
1: immortal and young child thing. Yeah, another pattern that, that happens in all of these dramas that we mm. mentioned is also the flashback scenes. Uh-huh. So they always flashback to the same scene of like it's probably the tragedy mm. scene, and then each time they will give you like one more second, one additional second of, of what mm. happened, so that you have a bit more context, a bit more context, a <laughs> bit more context. But they always repeat the same scene. Just like oh my god, so repetitive. Yeah. Like this in in Nine Tail, it was, I think the scene where he stabbed mm. her but then they revealed, like, slowly mm. what happened. Mm. But that scene was repeated so many times, yeah. man.
0: And it's always about somebody, like an immortal, serving a sentence or punishment in yeah. present day, right? Yeah. So yeah. many of these tropes, like uh, Goblin was the same thing. Yeah. Hotel de Luna, she was also serving a a mm-hmm. punishment. Mm-hmm. And then Mystic Pop-Up Bar, mm-hmm. the lady of the bar was also... To serving a sentence, so mm, mm, mm. yeah, it's not the same thing. Yeah, mm. but I must say, um, the show kind of got me thinking about reincarnation mm. and past life memories. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there were there was a scene where she finds out about her past life, and then she finds out about her colleague's past mm-hmm, life also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were actually the servants yeah. of her family. Yeah. And then they're still together this in this lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got me thinking, like, I wonder what my past life <laughs> was. <laughs> and then I actually started reading up a lot on this, you know. I started reading mm. articles and watching YouTube videos. And there are actually a lot of psychiatrists and oh. actual researchers around the world, including in the U.S., Oh. who are talking about children they've encountered who recall their past lives. So one day they'll mm. say something to their parent, like, oh, um, like, I was, like, they'll point to a magazine and said, hey, uh, I know this person, like, we were acting in a movie together or something like that. Mm. And then in mm. a lot of these cases, they actually try to trace back and fact check whatever they're saying. Mm. And there were a few cases where they managed to do it. And mm. so they were like, oh, and they even found the identity of the boy, like oh, he used to be like this particular actor. That's why he oh. could recognize this other man in the photo. And then he talked oh. about his daughters also, and the, and yeah, it was just crazy. And yeah, I I just am a bit mind blown and a bit intrigued. I really wonder oh, wow. if if it exists, cause in certain religions you have it, like um, Buddhism. In Buddhism, mm. you believe in reincarnation, but mm-hmm. um for Christianity and and a lot of many Mm. others. You don't. Mm. Yeah, it begs the question of like, (laughs) what's what? Mm. Yeah, Would you ever undergo past life regression therapy just for the heck of it?
1: Maybe I would at a later age. I'm kind of worried that whatever I found out might screw me over in this Mm. life. So maybe I'll Mm. wait until I'm in a rut or something and I'll undergo (laughs) past life regression, maybe get some (laughs) inspo, you know. (laughs)
0: But <laughs> like you can't go any lower in life. As yeah, exactly. As you just look in the past. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you, eh? Were... Mm, mixed feelings. Like, I'm really curious. I, I have this habit of wanting to know everything. But mm. at the same time, mm-hmm. it's a bit scary what you may find out. What if it's something very unsavoury? Like, the reason yeah. of your death how yeah. you died, what kind of person yeah. you were, maybe you weren't such a good person, but then maybe if yeah. I weren't such a good person, I might be a chicken today, so maybe I wasn't <laughs> that bad. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, mixed, mixed feelings. I While I am kind of curious, I don't think I'll ever
1: do it for the very same mm, reason that it mm, might just mm, mm, end up being too much yeah. info for your own good. Yeah, true. Speaking of reincarnation, I just remembered because I every time I watch all those period dramas, all the Goochung kind of um, Korean dramas, hmm. I always wonder if we were Koreans in that Choson era, like what would we be? You know, like I would love to have been a queen, but I think I was <laughs> more likely to be a water maid that got killed randomly because they're trying to assassinate the queen. So <laughs> that is a very detailed you clearly I have thought about this I have every time I've it I'm like hmm how nice he would be if I was the queen you know yeah I, I have thought about it also and it feels like every past life
0: that I imagine is very shaped by what kind of drama I'm watching at that time at that point <laughs> <Yeah>. in time. <laughs> like, there was a period of time I, I was very convinced that I must have been living in the 1930s because I loved that era so much. And then you know, there oh. were a lot of few dramas around that era, like My Mister, <laughs> there was like um, some vampire ones from the US, and then, <laughs> also Chicago Typewriter. And so I was like, oh. I really love that era. Maybe maybe I'm connected to it emotionally. Oh, oh. <laughs> maybe you were like a
1: civil rights fighter in <laughs> during this era i don't know so so after everything we've talked about what rating would you give this drama i think i'll give it a seven i
0: must say as we talked about it a bit more a, a lot of memories are coming back about the beginning of the show how strong mm-hmm. it started and how mm. many interesting themes there were like the ghost scenes we talked about the folklore, like it really started off really strong I really had high hopes for this so mm. I think it would have been a 7 from the beginning and if only they had kept up that trajectory mm. but it went downhill however mm. I felt Yirang's character development and you know with mm. his family and everything kind of brought it yeah. back up for me so mm. for him for that arc um, it's getting a 7 from me
1: mm. what about you? it's a 6 for me because mediocre love story first <laughs>
0: that's the buzzword and keyword for today if anyone <laughs> if you need to take anything away from this episode it is tale of the nine mediocre love story
1: <laughs> alright we've come to the end of today's podcast thanks everyone for listening don't forget to follow us on spotify or wherever you get a podcast from more drama reviews. Yeah,
0: we've already completed two dramas, Vincenzo and Tale of the Nine Tilt. We are really struggling to decide what to watch next so please let us know what's a really good drama that you've seen that you want us to watch and talk about. So let us know on reddit and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!